Hi, friends. It's Andrea Heyman here with another episode of Adventures in Feeding My Fam. Do you start getting that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach around four o'clock in the afternoon? I call this the what's for dinner dread. Or if your kids are a little older, pretty much starting around 10 in the morning every day, they start bugging you and asking you what's for dinner. You'd think it was the most important question of the entire day. So if you don't have the answer, you know that this can take up so much of your mind space and energy all throughout the day, really. Well, today I'm talking to Elise Rooney, and she shares how meal planning and going to the grocery store with a plan has saved time, transformed her evening mood, and resulted in more creativity in the kitchen. Oh boy, we can all appreciate that and all want that in our house. But if you're feeling like Elise did with that overwhelmed, frustrated, tired of the same old meals feeling, please know it doesn't have to be like that. Wouldn't you like to feel inspired, more creative, and try healthy meals? You definitely can. But if you're not sure where to start, then please sign up for one of my free discovery calls. We will have so much fun trying to determine some easy ways that we can map out really what you want from food that you eat, whether it's you're trying to lose weight, get more energy, or just plain old get organized. Your routines can help build routines for your kids and your entire family which so it becomes like a win-win-win for everyone. And it can also obviously free up a lot of that mind space that we're going to talk about in this episode with Elise that's so common when you don't have a plan and you don't know how to achieve your health goals. So I'll link in the show notes, but you can find it at adventuresinfeedingmyfam.com backslash work hyphen with hyphen me. I'll see you there, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Adventures in Feeding My Fam is a weekly podcast discussing the challenges and fun around feeding your family healthy meals. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, so I know the importance of good nutrition. But I'm also a mom of three, so I understand the challenges and humor that comes along with trying to make this happen. In this podcast, I'll share my tips, tricks, and menus, but I'll also share the stories and food prep failures that come along the way too. Interview guests will discuss family food traditions, how to strengthen bonds around the family table, as well as their favorite family recipes. There isn't one right way to feed your family, but there are countless stories and you can take bits and pieces and learn from all of them. Today, I'm really excited to have Elise Rooney on the show. Elise lives in Newcastle, Australia with her husband and two soon-to-be-three children. She's passionate about empowering women to simplify their life and home so they can walk in faith and be present for their family. Elise started the Wholesome Mama brand as a platform and community for overwhelmed and exhausted mothers to find joy and encouragement and start to thrive and enjoy their lives. Welcome, Elise. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. And so excited to be here. I love 
the name of your brand, Mama, because you're Australian and I would never say the word Mama. (laughs) Yes, it is funny being Mama M-U-M-M-A and all my friends and people in the States going, what? Mama? (laughs) So I always like to start out these conversations by asking folks to tell me about their house when they were growing up as it relates to food. Who did the meal prep in your house? Did you have family meals? That type of thing. Yeah. So growing up, it was a lot. I guess my mum, who um, my dad worked big days uh, and he often didn't get home until dinner time. But so she always did the groceries and the making the meals. But we definitely had family dinners. And I think that that's something that I really treasured and wanted to make sure that my family now experience as well. So growing up, but even when my sister and I got older and moved out of home, we would come back uh, of a Monday night and have family dinner night. So family table connection was a very big thing in our house. And your dad would make it for dinners when you were a child, even though he yeah, worked yep. Yeah, no, he would come home, come home at dinner time. So dad gets home, dinner's on the table, let's eat. And how did Mondays become the special night of the week for you guys? Uh, I think it was just was the night that no one had anything ever on. So because every other night was sort of Friday nights, people went out or there were sort of things on. So Monday night just seemed to be the night where we could all go, okay, we can set this time aside and really make it a priority. And did you have specific meals that you particularly enjoyed that your mom made? Uh, potato bake. I don't know what if you call it that over. What's potato no. bake? <laughs> Basically sliced potatoes with cream and bacon and cheese. So Got you have it. it on the side of like a roast chicken or a roast um, meat of some kind normally. But, yeah, it's, it's carbs and it's oil <laughs> And it's bacon and cheese. It's everything all in one. (laughs) But apart from that, um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that there's like a meal that stood out. It was sort of more of that, the connection and the memories of what happened around having meals than a particular meal. So was there a certain, I guess, format or like, did you guys have routines around the table or certain conversation starters? Or were you guys just particularly chatty? So we always, always went around and they even still do it today if we are at their house for dinner uh, and everyone has to say one good thing about their day. And I think now looking back, it really, it was hard because you sort of, they just say, how was your day? And you go, good. And then that was the end. But by them really drawing out, well, okay, what was one good thing? And you sort of know that dinner's coming. I have to think of one good thing that's happened today. Uh, so it was really cultivating that culture of gratitude in our family, which I think is beautiful. I agree. When you were describing it, I was thinking you you were taught a gratitude practice. Yeah, without even knowing it. Right. Before the term gratitude practice yeah. even <laughs> existed. You guys were ahead of the curve. Yeah. Go mom and dad. Yeah. (laughs) So how do you describe what you do as far as meals, as far as meals go in your household now with your family? So I've 
just really gone on a a bit of a aha moment for meals because I'm not someone who has enjoyed cooking in the past. My thing has been, particularly with kids, cook because we have to eat, not because I enjoy it. And so it was a really big hassle for me to get to four o'clock and go, oh, now I've got to find something to have for dinner. What have we got in the pantry? I don't want to eat what we've got. Um, What am I going to throw together? Pretty much looking at the things I've got in the fridge and the pantry and going, well, let's just chuck it together and see how it goes. Uh, But I realized that it was actually to do with my mindset. I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but I do have a point because I wasn't preparing when I go to the grocery store. So I wasn't thinking I was just going to the store and buying whatever I saw and felt like in that moment. And so I wasn't, I didn't have a plan. So now I had a light bulb moment went, I really, if I have a plan, then when I go to the grocery store, I know what meals we're going to have for the week. I can then buy the ingredients for those meals. And then at four o'clock when I go, what am I going to have for dinner? What do I have to cook now? I'm not feeling flustered and overwhelmed and I can look at the list and it doesn't have to be in that order that I've written it, but I know, okay, there's ingredients to make tacos. Let's make tacos. And I think through that has inspired me to be more creative and adventurous with the meals that I'm making, not just boring. Here's some chicken and veggies. I love that. You know, when you describe it, it it's something that for those who don't meal plan, it really can be so easy. And it seems like it's really affected your life in a lot of ways. How, what's the best way that it's affected your life? I think that I'm not then getting to, it's just really my mood because I'm not then getting to four o'clock and feeling the dread of having to cook dinner, which then, because my kids are young, dinner leads into bath time, which leads into bedtime. And so it's this big, long routine. And if I'm at four o'clock, like that's four hours before they're in bed asleep. That's a long time for me to be miserable about. And really learning that it stemmed back from not being organized when I go grocery shopping kind of, yeah, made a big difference. That's a great lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Now that I know it. Yeah. So now that you said that you're more creative, what have you made recently that is new to you? Uh, so we've been starting to cook a lot more plant-based, um, less meats and things, which I know I saw that you've started doing as well. And so I made dal the other night, which looked terrible, but it was really, really yummy. And I think that six months ago, that would not have been something that I would have tried. And were you surprised that your kids ate it? Yeah. Yeah. They did think it was chicken. So we just went, on. <laughs> sure. Mm, good chicken mum oh it's lentils good chicken that's adorable i love it (laughs) to them everything's everything is chicken all right so yeah sure they are though two and one so you try and explain it's actually lentils like yeah chicken (laughs) so why have you decided to prepare more plant-based meals for health reasons for me, I have a lot of uh, inflammatory issues. And so 
Yeah, just as uh, we just did it as a trial uh, that my naturopath recommended just to see uh, how that would go. And my body has actually really responded very well to it. So um, we're not completely meat free or completely vegan or vegetarian, but I think it's just, yeah, experimenting and getting the kids to experiment and taste new foods too. That's incredible. That's great that you've been successful and had a health, you've noticed health benefits from that. Yeah. So do you have meals that you prepare when you're pinched for time, like go-to meals? So today I have a slow cooker meal on. I think you call it a crock pot. Or a slow cooker. We say that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so I have one of those because I know that tonight, by the time we get home, I'm not going to have much time. So I know that it'll be in the pot ready to go. Uh, but apart from that, stir fries, uh, probably my, if I'm really pinched for time, stir fry where I can just chuck a heap of veggies and some meat or some rice on. And yeah, that's probably my go-to. <laughs> that sounds great. Absolutely. So name three things that you have in your refrigerator right now. Oh, uh, milk, watermelon, and what's something else? Bliss balls. So describe a bliss ball. I think I know what it is, but describe uh, what it is. It's like a kind of like a protein ball, but without the protein powder. So like um, dates and almond meal and coconut and a bit of cacao smushed in a ball. And you eat it and think it's chocolate. You do. <laughs> right. Wait, and what did you say before that? You said milk and something else? Watermelon. Is watermelon in season now for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we're coming into summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. And the kids love it. Yesterday they ate a quarter of a watermelon and two pounds of blueberries. <laughs> I believe it. I remember, yeah, my kids still do. I think my 16-year-old, if there is a bowl of washed grapes on the counter... He literally will sit there and lean over the serving bowl as if it is his own portion and and eat them all up until they're gone. Uh, that, yeah, that, that was for everybody, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Awesome. So are you starting to do the kind of the tradition um, around your table um, where you talk about kind of the highlights of the day with your kids or are they still too young? Uh, we, we do it. They are really too young to either remember their date. They'll either say something that happened two weeks ago or something totally random that has nothing to do, but we have started it just to, um, really bring about that tradition because my husband's family did something similar with him, um, when they were growing up. So, we both see it as a very important value that we want to bring. So even when the kids, you know, you say, what's something good that happened today? I went to the beach. We went to the beach last week, but cool. And not dismissing. We never dismiss what they say. Um, but yeah, we do want to foster that now, even though they are too young to maybe understand, fully comprehend. We know that there will be a day when they do. So we want them to know that. It'll be sooner than later, I think, especially if they're already participating in their ways. Mm. Yeah. I think I remember doing um, highs and lows. And so we would do this. Well, it would kind of be like highs and lows of the week because we would always have Friday night would be our family dinner. Well, it still is. I shouldn't talk like I, that's past tense. That's what we do. Yes. And so we would say, what are the highs and lows of the week? And 
it was always amazing because things would come out that I really think I should have been told about like three days ago when it happened. Like, uh, yeah, some shocking, th- not that shocking, but like, what, what happened? What happened two days ago? I can't believe that. I can't believe you didn't tell me. Yeah. And so does your husband help with any of the meal prep? Uh, he, if he has to, <laughs> he will. Uh, he does the barbecue. Gotcha. He does the barbecue and I'm happy to do, but he does the cleaning up. So I really oh, can't I would, I would definitely take that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm not the cleanest cook. <laughs> so, so we do do that and, yeah, he, he cleans up. But he is very, like, hands-on that if I say, can you just can you just grate the cheese or can you just cut some veggies with me that he's there and he's able to help. But it's normally him taking care of the kids so I can have my 10 minutes of peace in the kitchen cooking, which I kind of prefer. It's kind of nice. It's kind of relaxing, I think. Yeah. You just take them outside for 10 minutes while I get dinner, please. That's how he's hands-on with meals. <laughs> that works. You guys have figured out your system, that yeah. what works for you. Yeah. Everyone, every house is different. That's what I've learned from doing these podcasts is that literally every family has a different system and all of it is good. Like it all works out. Yeah. You just got to do it the way that you and your family need to do it. So tell me more about your Wholesome Mama show and philosophy. So I started it as a way, I started in the middle of the year. So in the midst of the pandemic and the craziness of everything, uh, I just felt like there were so many women, particularly being stuck at home, um, that were really overwhelmed just by everything, by the stuff in their home. They weren't feeling well physically or emotionally uh, or mentally. And so I felt this tug, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it, but I felt this tug to start sharing. So I just started on my Instagram stories, just doing little IGTV snippets. And then I was listening to another podcast and the idea of starting a podcast and I thought, oh, that could be fun. And then I started and it kind of took off. (laughs) But it's really about helping women, but mothers in particular, to enjoy their family again, to slow down, to not be so caught up in the hustle of I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to have the Instagram perfect for him house and yeah not getting caught up in all that but actually just slowing down so they can be present with their family Uh, and through that it's a lot of mindset things but also a lot of practical strategies like how to declutter the home and because that sounds nice but then when you actually do it your mind is so much clearer as well so yeah that's sort of how it all came apart and what I'm doing now. And do you think your new meal planning strategies that you have adopted have started because of the show or kind of evaluating what you have been doing in your life? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's from being more aware of what's going on in me personally and just being more in tune, I guess, to my emotions that I have been able to look at it almost objectively and go, why am I getting to dinner to four o'clock to five o'clock and feeling like this? What is it that, yeah, it's made me be able to take the step back and become more aware and go, 
okay, well, actually, if I strip it all away, the root cause is that I'm not planning and this is the effect that it's having on me and my family. That's really, really insightful. Have you had any other aha moments since starting this? It's hard to pinpoint one, but but lots, yeah. So another one, I guess, would be that that we all, at the end of it, we all feel the same. Like us mothers, we're all just trying our best and that's okay. That, you know, you're doing your best in your way. I'm doing my best in my way. And it's not that one is better or wrong or one's right and it's actually that yeah we are all just doing what we can do and I think this year in particular that's brought a lot of it to the forefront and and the other thing that's really become super uh, apparent to me is the importance of having a slower life and I think that when we do take time and in COVID it's kind of made it happen with all the lockdowns, with all everything shutting down, with all the staying at home, we realise that home is precious. And so what can I do to make sure that it is a haven for my family? And so it's looking at it more in that way. Yeah, I can tell you've really thought about this. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you and find your podcast. Yes. So my podcast is The Wholesome Mama Show. So you can find that wherever you you listen to podcasts. Uh, Or my Instagram is at wholesome mama and then wholesomemama.com. Mama is M-U-M-M-A. Of course, for us Americans that would mess Clarify that. (laughs) I'm glad you did. And I really appreciate you coming today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lovely time sharing with you. Didn't you just love Elise? First of all, I love listening to her accent and she could make anything sound good just listening to her voice and the way she talks. I love her. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you took a minute to leave me a review and share this podcast with another friend, another busy mom that can really be encouraged by what I've got to share here. I would love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, it's adventuresinfeedingmyfam.com. I've also got a really active group of moms and women in my Facebook group, Adventures in Feeding My Fam. And don't forget, those discovery calls are available if you need additional help with me. I'm always happy to help. That is my mission to make things easier and help you feed your fam. Take care.